Welcome back to the Good Earth Podcast. This is Abby with Christians on Campus, and we're excited to be back with episode 55, the second episode in our series, Do You Know Your Divine Rights? Last week, we introduced the fact that we have the right to become children of God. This is the first of our divine rights. When we are born again, we receive the eternal life of God and become His sons. Once we have received this life, though, some believers have questions about this life. Is it something secure? Is our salvation something that can be lost through things like sin? Stay tuned as Jake leads us through what the Word has to say about the security of our salvation. So my name is Jake. I went to Wright State for my undergrad. I did five years here because I switched majors and then get to come back and be with y'all now as a staff member with the club. So it's awesome to to see you guys, to get to know you, and to get into the Word together. We just would like to uh, continue our topic that Danny started us off on. Do you know your divine rights? And uh, how many of you guys have heard of the Bill of Rights? Yeah, so nearly everybody. That's a good, because it's a really important document for the United States. Obviously, there's the Constitution, there's the amendments, and the Bill of Rights. So the Bill of Rights, okay, so everybody knows about it. How many of y'all have looked at it, like looked at the document? Okay, still a pretty good number, so that's a good thing. Um, It's got, it was written in the 1700s, so it's, uh, the vocabulary is a little different than today. But if you were to go item by item of the Bill of Rights, you would become aware of according to human government in the United States of America what rights are afforded to you and if you get educated in those things then if someone were to try and take those rights away or bother you regarding those rights you could not be swayed you could stand on that governing document of the United States and say no this is my right according to the United States Bill of Rights the Constitution and the amendments So in the same way, we have a Bill of Rights. It's 66 books long, and it's called the Bible. (laughs) And it's God's Word. It's God's breath to us that allows us to know who God is, who we are, what we are in God's creation and God's new creation. So it's important that we would learn what the Bible says concerning us, and to give that the priority above what anyone else would like to say to us. So, is there anyone that could, and you don't have to get the wording exactly the same as before, but could someone give me from last week what our first right is? Very good, perfect. Yeah, being born again. And it's really important that you included that last part because like what Danny brought out last week, it's true to say that being born again means that we're saved. But that's not all that it means. We are saved because we're born again. But why why this wording? Why do we say born again? Because we have received the divine life of God, the eternal life of God. And the verses that we used were John 1, 12, and 13. 
which just as a refresher, they say, but as many as received him, to them he gave the authority or the right to become children of God, to those who believe into his name, who were begotten, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So as many human beings as would receive Jesus, all of them, he would give the authority, he would give the right to become a child of God, to receive the eternal life of God, and to be able to say to the Lord, Lord, I am your child. I have your eternal life within me. So today, we want to progress a little further in our Bill of Rights. And we just want to start with the question, is this secure? Hi, Rohan. Can this be undone? Or could we lose our salvation? We're not interested in any kind of theological dispute. But think about it. How, how anxiety-inducing would it be if today I'm born of God and tomorrow I might mess up really bad and I might not have his life anymore. I may not be saved anymore. That would be very unsettling for us. So we want to be able to answer that question definitively and again, using our Bill of Rights, our governing document, the Bible, not our own feeling, not our own idea, but God's Word, God's breath. So, could everyone, if you've got your Bible with you, it can be electronic or physical, and it doesn't matter what translation, if y'all could pull it up for me. Let's start to address this question with a, a really rich, touching story from the New Testament in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, and we'll start from verse 11, and then we'll go all the way to the end of the chapter, which is, a, I think it's verse 32. Abby here. Do you want to meet other Christian college students from across the Midwest? Get out your calendars, because September 29th through October 1st, Christians on campus will be joining our sister clubs from other universities for our yearly fall college conference. We'll be going to Piqua, Ohio, and staying at a hotel where we will enjoy four different messages. For more information, contact us on the GroupMe or our Instagram at christians.on.campus. Back to Jake. You know, it's one thing to read the Bible, and we should, but sometimes it's good to read it with our voice. You know, we read it with our eyes, we read it with our heart, but we also can read it with our voice, and we can read together, and sometimes the Lord is really able to speak something precious just as you guys were reading, I felt like certain phrases were standing out to me. You know, at the beginning, so this is the Lord Jesus speaking, and he's trying to illustrate something. Every time he told a parable, he doesn't just like to tell stories for the fun of it. You know, sometimes we do that. We like to tell stories just to enjoy the story like a novel. But the Lord was always very purposeful when he told a parable. He wanted to convey something to the ones that are hearing. 
I want you to know something about God, my Father. I want you to know something about my heart for you. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this illustration to describe who I am to you. The first phrase he used was two sons. So right away, we're, we're at our first right. They, they had the right. They were born again. They received the eternal life of God. And they called him Father. They didn't call him Master. The Lord is our Master. But in this aspect, we really need to see this, our Father. By being born of God, God has become our Father. Later on, when the son had lived dissolutely, which means, you know, in a really wrong way, a sinful way, profligate, not proper, and he had spent everything. He didn't have anything left. He spent it all. And even he longed, he's feeding the pigs. I mean, imagine that. If you go to Young's Dairy and you see... Well, I don't know if they have pigs at Young's Dairy, but if you go to a farm and they've got a trough there, and you look at the slop, imagine craving that. That's how much he had spent everything. He wanted to eat the pig's food. But then it says that he came to himself. All this time, he forgot who he was. He forgot that he had been born again. He forgot that he was his father's son. And then he said, my father's servants abound in bread. And here I am with nothing. How about I just go back to my father and I'll just be like one of his servants. I'm no good to be a son anymore. I, already, I blew that. I spent everything. Forget it. I can never be a son again. But at least I can go back and be a servant. So he goes back to, again, the word says, his own father. In his mind, he's thinking, I'll be a servant. The word says, his own father. And after, you know, the father receives the son, they go through the whole conversation. He says, this is a wonderful time. Can you imagine that? I don't know about you guys, but I have, I have made some pretty big mistakes in my life. And I have spent time away from God's presence. And I have lived dissolutely. And there were moments where I had spent everything. And I didn't feel like I had any right to have anything to do with the Lord whatsoever. And I'm sure you guys can relate. But when we come back to God our Father, He would say, This is a wonderful time. Zach, I'm so happy that you're coming back. I don't care. Yes, I'm righteous. Yes, I will cleanse you from what you've been involved in. But I just want you. I want you here. I want my children. I want my house. So this is God's heart. We may feel that there are things that we could do that God would never receive us back, that we could forfeit our being born of Him, but we can't. He always receives us back. And so just to close, just two verses... Or maybe I'll, t I'll tell you your right really quick so we can all walk away knowing, okay, what was my right today? Remaining a child of God. So I'll put Ecclesiastes 3.14. Titus 
Titus 3.5 and Hebrews 5.9. Just quickly, Ecclesiastes 3.14, I know that whatever God does, it will be forever. Nothing can be taken away from it, nor can anything be added to it. God has so done that all would fear him. Okay, what did God do? I mean, there's many things that God has done, but what did God do that is forever? Titus 3.5 Not out of works of righteousness, which we did, but according to His mercy, He saved us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. God has saved us. And what He does will be forever. And the last verse, Hebrews 5.9. He became to all those who obey Him, that is, to believe, to receive Him, the source of eternal salvation. God's salvation that He has given to us is eternal, and it cannot be taken away from us. So, let's exercise our right to be the children of God, and to remain the children of God, and to enjoy the sweetness of our Father's heart. Have you ever thought about the parable of the prodigal son as an example of the security of our salvation? In Luke 15, the son who left his father's house wandered far away and even forgot that he had been begotten by his father. Even then, he did not forfeit his sonship. This is the second of our divine rights in this Bible study series. We have the right to remain children of God. What God does is forever, and He has saved us. We can see in Hebrews 5.9 that God has saved us with an eternal salvation. When we receive His life into us, when we were born again, it's forever. It's because of this that we always have access to return to our Father's house and enjoy what He has for us there. For the next of our divine rights, join us next week on the Good Earth Podcast.